0: Hello and welcome once more to One Star Bazaar, where we review the movies critics hated in search of the unfairly underrated. For our Season 2 premiere, we will discuss the movie Cars 2. This sequel to a beloved Pixar movie about anthropomorphic cars failed to live up to the original and was Pixar's first film to date to fall out of favor with most critics.
1: Cars 2 was directed by John Lasseter and Brad Lewis. Written by John Lasseter, Dan Fogelman, and Ben Queen, it was released in June two thousand eleven, starring the voices of Owen Wilson, Larry the Cable Guy, Michael Caine, Emily Mortimer, and John Turturro and Eddie Izzard. This is one of the longest synopsises synopses
0: synopses
1: synopses we've done on the show. Star race car Lightning McQueen and the incomparable tow truck Mater take their friendship to exciting new places in Cars 2 when they head overseas to compete in the first ever World Grand Prix to determine the world's fastest car. But the road to championship is filled with plenty of potholes, detours, and hilarious surprises when Mater gets caught up in an intriguing adventure of his own, international espionage. Torn between assisting Lightning McQueen in the high-profile race and towing the line in a top-secret spy mission, Mater's action-packed journey leads him on an explosive chase through the streets of Japan and Europe, trailed by his friends and watched by the whole world. Adding to the fast-paced fun is a colorful all-car cast that includes secret agents, menacing villains, and international racing competitors.
0: So, (laughs) I can't tell if I want to say... That was basically a movie review, minus the part where they say, and it's not good. <laughs> like, that literally is, like, half of a movie review, yeah, right there. true. You would read that in the paper, they'd be like, here's what it's about, uh, you know, here are my thoughts on it, the end.
1: And this was, like, across the board, like, every single website I went to right. had this as the synopsis, not the sequel to cars right. or like more adventures with lightning and mater right No.
0: or this is basically the synopsis version of the preview you watch where all of the jokes are in the preview like it for gives a away bad the comedy whole movie. and it gives yeah. away yeah like it gives it away the plot it gives away the you know all the funny parts you watch the movie and you're like wow nothing is new and exciting and funny that's like this is the the summing the summary version for a movie of yes. that anyway moving on <laughs> the rotten tomatoes score for cars 2 is 37%
1: so barely just barely in our <laughs> in our range
0: the metacritic score is 57% which is much higher than we typically do although we do kind of go with one or the other not necessarily both
1: yes we feel metacritic is generally more forgiving so
0: <laughs> yes Some reviews from some of these critics who did not like this movie. Derek Malcolm from the London Evening Standard said, It is all quite jolly and fast-paced. A feast for the eyes, but there's not much for the mind or the heart. Derek Adams of Time Out said, Time, perhaps, for the franchise to be towed off to the scrapyard. Sorry, Pixar. That one's kind of funny because... In retrospect, they did make Cars 3. It was very successful. It was considered Definitely much better, better. than the second one. Right? So, eh, the franchise isn't quite dead. James Berardinelli from Real Views said, Although it would be unfair to label Cars 2 as unwatchable, it is surprisingly tedious in parts and not as satisfying as one might expect.
1: So, we did stream this movie on Stars And... We did also watch it with the target audience, our, our five-year-old. The two-year-old was less impressed. But she had seen the f- the first one and the third one, and she knows the characters. Um, so our typical review categories really don't necessarily apply to this movie, but they kind of do.
0: Also, for the record, this movie was successful at the box office. Right? Yes. Made... Five hundred and sixty-two million worldwide on a two hundred million dollar budget. So triple the money. I think by most metrics, says that is a profitable movie. It's one more cycle and season of the merchandise, the kids' pajamas, posters, extending on to a new generation of kids so who probably much weren't around
1: merchandising from the you know, however many years franchise. ago
0: in the first one. So the longer you can extend a franchise, and Keep it being popular with, especially children, I feel like you can just keep milking that character product money. Yeah, you can. So.
1: Look at My Little Pony. Yeah. It's been a thing since the 80s. Like, it hasn't stopped.
0: I mean, it kind of went down. Well, it was revived in the last 10 years.
1: Revived My Little Pony. Okay. Everything's getting revived.
0: She-Ra, He-Man, same yes. thing. Ninja Turtles.
1: Even Carmen Sandiego is a thing again.
0: Yeah, that's, Yeah.
1: Anyway, so let's get into our review categories. And the acting is fine. It's voice acting. So I feel like that's always much better than when you can see their faces. Like, (laughs) I feel like it's way easier to sell a voice than it is your whole entire body performance.
0: True. They can probably just kind of go, you know, take tons of takes and just use what works. And
1: I mean, half the time they're not even in the same room with each other. Like they all record separately. Um... But they're also reprising characters. So really all they have to do is be the same person as they were in the first movie. Yeah. And then I think the biggest problem with this movie is the story. So it's a racing movie, but then also there's this whole... It's also s- a James Bond James movie. Bond movie targeted towards children, but children can't understand the plot. Like we kept having to explain who the bad guy was what his motivation was, what was going on.
0: <laughs> Granted, our daughter is five. So, I mean, I imagine an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old could follow the plot better. But, but she I mean, understands she, oh, yeah, she complex storylines. Yes, she definitely does. Yeah. Watch a lot of stuff, and she understands stuff. She, You know, the Marvel movies, for the most uh-huh. part, she understands what's going on. She understands bad guys and good guys what the bad guys want. A lot of times it's just they're bad and they want to hurt people or they want a, the MacGuffin. Yeah. In this case, because there's kind of a twist about who the bad guys are, there's the secret identity of the Bond villain, mm-hmm. if you will. I think that was confusing.
1: It was really convoluted. Like, it should have just been, okay, Lightning needs to win the, the world's Grand Prix. Like, why was the spy storyline there at all?
0: Obviously they wanted to do it. I mean, they, maybe they just really love spying I mean, and they did a great job
1: of making the, what is it? The Magnificent Seven into oh,
0: Bug's A Bug's Life. Life. Yeah.
1: So they could have, I mean, obviously they can successfully.
0: Take action genre yeah. movies and put them into a kids yeah. format. They just
1: wasn't as successful. I feel True. like probably too, there was like a lot of pressure on them from Disney to be like, turn this, this is a moneymaker, like turn it out. You know? Like, well, I feel and like... obviously
0: with Cars 3, they did go back to just... It was just a racing movie. Yeah. Right?
1: But then you have, like, the beautiful story of, like, he's now the Doc Hudson. Right. Sure. Mentoring. Whatever her name is. That's our kid's favorite well, my one point now. Is... <laughs> Forget her name. The know. yellow one. Yeah.
0: My point is, that's a wor- that formula yeah. works. I mean, The Hustler with Paul Newman... Which is an old enough movie that it's in black and white. Right. The sequel came out like 30 years later. And that was The Color of Money, where now Paul Newman is the old-timey, you know, hustler who can teach the young con guy, you know, how how to really play and played by Tom Cruise. Right. Very different movie, but also still kind of the same. So my point is, it works to have that kind of transition from the, you know, the student becomes the new teacher of the next generation. Yeah. This is very different because this literally is a James Bond movie. Like, World is Not Enough was a more adult James Bond version of this same plot. Like, hey, we have giant oil reserves, we're evil, let's do nefarious things to make it so that the world is going to rely on our supply versus the alternatives. Mm Mm-hmm. In the case of World Is Not Enough, they're, I think, creating the conditions for, like, war between whatever countries so that, you know, we won't buy oil from X country. We'll buy it from Y country, which just so happens to be owned by the bad guys. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Here, it's, let's make it so it seems like alternative fuels are bad and actually cause problems with cars so that we'll... Pivot back to only relying on normal, conventional p- petroleum products. Yes. Um, to fuel the cars, you know, it's their food yes. or whatever.
1: But despite its flaws in the story, I feel like this the story itself and the movie is still pretty engaging. Yes. You seem to differ. No, I. I think here's the thing. <laughs>
0: I've seen this movie now a couple of different times. The first I saw it the first time. I think we didn't have children yet, or no, if we, we did, didn't. they were babies. So I watched it with, like, nieces and nephews when I was over at their house or, you know, babysitting them or something. Yeah. I remember being like, huh, okay, that's kind of cool, cute. They made a James Bond movie for kids. But again, if the kids are too young, they don't understand what's going on. And even if they're older, they probably don't really care. The mo- this movie is almost trying to be an environmentalist movie. Agenda movie, like, very subtly, like, oh, we need to turn to alternative things or climate change or whatever. I mean, they don't mention climate change at all, but they certainly do say we need to, you know, move towards greener products. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is the motivation of the guy who creates the Grand Prix. The point of the big race is to feature this new alternative green energy fuel.
1: But for, like, nefarious purposes.
0: Well, that's you're giving stuff away here. I think I'm it sure. came out in 2011. I know people, Most people better have seen, seen it. This okay, movie by now. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The point is, it's kind of hinting at environmental issues, but without really coming out and saying, "Oh my gosh, climate change!" Like, whereas we need to Wally like change. slaps
1: you in the face with it, but it's still a beautiful story.
0: Well, Wally isn't even so much climate change; as just a critique on consumerism. Yeah,
1: that's true. Um,
0: And they're related, but... (laughs) Sorry, my point is, I was trying to make... Okay. So I've seen this movie a few times. Yes. It weirdly holds up, even though it's not very good. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a movie... Like, if if you see it and you're like, eh, but then later on you're like, oh, what's something to watch with my kids? You're not going to be upset that you have to watch Cars 2. I mean, if they love the first Cars, if you like the first Cars... And you got kids that you know as they start to get older, you're like, oh, hey, this movie's on, and the kids will be like, oh, I haven't seen that one. I saw, I like the other ones. You're not gonna be upset. You're not gonna hate your life having to watch this movie again. It's just you'll just kind of be like, eh, whatever. The story is a you know James Bond reject script or whatever combined with the, the lovable characters and for some reason a race. I, I do agree with you. It kind of is trying to be two different movies. It's got the
1: the the, Highlander, the quickening problem.
0: (laughs) Because it really should just be, if they want to do a James Bond story, they should just do a James Bond story.
1: Yeah, like, oh, Lightning McQueen is off racing the circuit for the summer, and he and Mater go on a trip to Europe and get caught up in this weird thing.
0: Yeah, I almost wish, you're right, I almost wish it had been more of like a Spies Like Us kind of thing. Yeah. Where both Mater and McQueen had been pulled in. Yeah. Whereas it's just Mater and, of course, the British spies, they think that he's actually a spy and he's just playing a dumb American stereotype, mm-hmm. which, of course, hurts his feelings and causes self-reflection and whatever. I mean, it's it, – there wasn't anything really deep there or if they were trying for it to be deep, they didn't really develop it very well. But you're – so you're just like, ah okay, I get it. Be true to yourself or I don't know, whatever – they're trying to say, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, like both of them being pulled in, and it being almost more of a comedy of errors kind of thing where they think something's going on. Maybe the problem too was that uh, Michael Caine's character is too front and center, which is I mean, make sense if you love James Bond and you want to make this kids movie as like a love letter to your childhood and, like, watching the James Bond films and stuff with your dad, like, if you're one of these 60-year-old dudes who's making this, Mm -hmm. I can understand being like, oh, man, let's make a car that's a super badass, and he'll be, like, he'll be a DB5, you know, Aston (laughs) Martin, just like James Bond drove, and he'll have all these cool gadgets. Like, that's cool, but it probably would have worked better if he hadn't been in there with them. Yeah. If he had been like meeting them a couple times here and there and you get the glimpses of, oh, he's so cool. He has that thing where he can like shoot the grappling hook out of his tire.
1: Oh, and he's a submarine.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That kind of stuff. You can still have that, but still have Mater and McQueen 80% of the time on their own. And maybe they try to explain it to him and he just doesn't listen. And he's like, okay, I got to go. Bye. Like we got to split up before they can be like, no, wait, we're not spies. And
1: yeah. So, aside from it being two different movies, what does this movie do well? Because <sighs> one of the things I think it kind of does well is it kind of highlights the friendship between Lightning McQueen and Mater in kind of, like, a different perspective. Like, in the first yes. movie, they, are, they first meet, they're fast friends, like, they get along so well. They're, like, trying to work together to accomplish this goal But then in the second movie, kind of reality has set in and they realize that they really are like polar opposites. They're from completely different backgrounds, completely different life experiences. And for a lot of the movie, Mater is just embarrassing Lightning McQueen. And at one point, Lightning McQueen gets Mater like really upset and Mater just like leaves. And eventually Lightning realizes like, oh, I hurt his feelings. Like he's just being himself. I can't like fault him for that. Like... I'm still his friend. I still care about him. I should go apologize and, like, make it up to him. Um, And I think that's a good message for kids, too, because you're not always going to be best friends with your friend. Right. Like, you're going to have fights. You're going to have differences. But it's important that in the end you still, like, come together and care about each other.
0: That's true. I think the one weakness of it is, again, I don't know how well that translates to kids. Yes, that's true. So then it's the question of, Do you want a movie, I mean, okay, there are these, like, family movies, I remember when we were kids, I don't know if, you know, I'm talking about where, the movies would almost have, like, discussion questions for the parents to bring up, do you know what I'm talking about?
1: No. Okay,
0: (laughs) I'm talking, like, like, movies specifically marketed to be, like, family-friendly kind of things.
1: On family movie night, we rented like basic instincts. Okay, Okay, so my family is not on the same page as your family. Maybe
0: this is like a weird.
1: Like, your family was more restrictive. Like, you didn't watch rated R movies. I know. They screened your content a little bit more, so they would be more conscious of
0: what you guys were watching. My point is, you have movies where. Do you want to have a movie where you sit down and you say afterwards, you tell your kids, or even during the movie, whatever, Mm -hmm. whether it's at the end or. You basically have to explain it, but you say, oh, okay, ding, this is a teaching moment. This is a great opportunity for us to talk about X issue that they're going to come across, whether now or 10 years from now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh... He treated his friend like that. Do you think that it's good to treat your friends like that? Do you think that's how you would want to be treated? You know, smart parents do that. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Do you want it to be subtle where you have to then explain it to the kids, but at least gives you the opportunity? Or do you want it to just be so overtly developed that the kid goes, oh, Bung themselves, you know? Yeah. That's not nice. Like, he shouldn't do that.
1: Yeah. And this is like another Disney movie, not a Pixar movie, but in like Tangled. Yeah. I remember, like, when we were watching that for the first time, she was a lot younger then. Um, I had to be like, do you think that Mother Gothel is, like, very nice to her? You know, because, right. like, and she's like, yeah, and I was like, no, she's right. not.
0: And that's that's, <laughs> that's kind of okay. the situation I'm talking, where you're basically like, hey, you, you kind of probe how they're reacting. Yeah. Whereas sometimes, sometimes... Sometimes it's so blatantly obvious that I think even a child understands, Oh, you know, like you your your kid might turn to you and go, So did he just whatever? And you're like, Yeah And they're like, That wasn't nice and you're like, No, it wasn't and Yeah. It really I mean Kind of splitting hairs, Like, I we think. had
1: that with Toy Story 3,
0: uh-huh.
1: like, with the whole hugs, hugs, lots of, lots, lots, of, lots of hug there. Yeah. Um, lots of, yeah. Yeah. So, like, at first, she, like, you know, they played that so well, like, yeah, he's friendly, he's great, yeah. whatever. And then once he starts, like, showing his true self, or a kid was like, oh, no, he's a bad guy. Like, right. she got it. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing. So, kids will pick up on that stuff. Yeah. If it's developed in a certain way. If it's not, then sometimes you as the parent have to say, you know, what do you think about this? Well, I don't, you know, oh, do you... And you can kind of steer it. Yeah. So in that sense, I don't know, it's arguable. Did it do this well or did it not do it well? It kind of depends on your parenting style, honestly, as far as what life lessons you want your kids... I mean, at the same time, if you just want to plop your kid in front of a movie and have them watch something mindlessly and not think about it, then... That's so, we entry.
1: kind of talked a lot about how this movie is for kids. Okay. Obviously, when we first saw this movie, we did not have kids. We right. were just rando adults. Yes. What do you think this movie holds for adults? Okay. Or is it even a movie adults would like watching?
0: I don't think so. Maybe once, just because, for closure's sake, you're we like, <laughs> oh, I liked Cars, I guess. I like Pixar movies. Oh, I'll watch it. Um...
1: Because we often have many debates about like the the best Pixar movies. Okay, so
0: here's a, this is gonna be a good launching point for me. Here's what I want to talk about for a second. Yeah. Pixar. Pixar. Really great movies, right?
1: Most of the time.
0: However, there is a line.
1: The pix. What do you call it?
0: So okay, in baseball. Okay. There's a thing called the Mendoza line. I don't know how common this is, but I read it in an article about you know just keep going sports and stuff. Okay. Keep going. So Mendoza was this guy back in the day who, I think he had like a 200 batting average. Somewhere around there.
1: That's not good for people who don't like baseball. For
0: professional baseball players, not not great. But the Mendoza line, the idea behind it is this is the bare minimum where you could be considered good enough to play in the major leagues. Mm -hmm. If you're worse than that, you probably don't belong there. You're going to get, you know cut or you're gonna get relegated back to minor league ball or whatever but if you are at least this good even though you're not very good for that level you're barely good enough <laughs> to be in major league baseball mm-hmm. okay so if you look at all the pixar movies
1: what, it, what almost is the mendoza all of, them, of the pixar movies cars opinion? one
0: is the mendoza line okay the first cars movie is not great, but it's okay, and it's good enough to be a Pixar movie.
1: So, what was amazing to me about Cars 1? First of all, when I heard Pixar was making a movie about anthropomorphic cars, I was like, there's no way this is gonna be good. Like, what is this? This makes no sense. And then I saw it, and like, I was crying. I was fully engaged in the story. I liked the whole thing. Like, I, it's, okay, maybe because I went in with such low expectations, it, like, soared above them, but it was still, like, mediocre.
0: Isn't that, like, a lot of Pixar movies? <laughs> maybe. Basically? I had zero expectations
1: saw, for Coco. And I was I, like, oh,
0: my heart. I didn't know very much about it. I knew it nothing. About it's a Pixar Mexican movie about the Day of the, the Dead. Day of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. Inside Out. Yeah. I remember seeing, I guess, probably either a trailer or just a post about it or poster or something. And I was like, wait, what? Like, you know, it's like, oh, our emotions, whatever. And it shows them inside the brain. And it shows, you know, in the preview, I think, like, yeah. the, the husband yeah. and the wife and the dog and whatever and all these different things and you're like how are you what what kind of story are you gonna have about like personified emotions inside your brain like that i i can't even comprehend how you come up with that as a story but it was so good right yeah whereas something like the incredibles I'm like, I can totally understand how you come up with that. It's not even that original of an idea. It's literally just like Watchmen except for kids, right? Yes. So, which is fine. And Incredibles is also great. But my point is, some of the times where they go so far out in left field, where you're like, how do you even come up with that idea?
1: Like the good dinosaur?
0: (laughs) I never saw it. That's the one picture. We own that movie. I have not (laughs) seen.
1: Check it. Wallet. Good: Yeah, so the good dinosaur for a quick second. It's the giant meteorite, asteroid, yeah. whatever never killed the dinosaurs, and now dinosaurs are the primary life form on earth, uh-huh. and humans are the equivalent of like pests. Oh, okay. so humans don't talk. humans are like rats, okay. basically. Yeah, how is, it, is
0: that a movie?: Is it good? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay.
1: It's, it's, I've seen it. Is it the,
0: above or below the, the Cars line?
1: It's, I, I, it's below the Cars line. Okay, so it's worse yeah. than Cars 1. I would say yes.
0: Okay. So, in Fight that. Fight me, internet. In that Fight case. Fight me on it.
1: <laughs> I've seen it once. I don't know. Okay. I was on my phone half the time. I, I watch it for real. I'll give it a fair shot.
0: Okay. Maybe we'll watch it again. Maybe we will. there and we'll watch with the kids. We'll pay something.
1: attention. I don't know. Pizza night.
0: Wally, definitely. We were like, uh, what? Here's the thing. Oh, uh, Wally. I like how. And I'm not going to apologize for this. We basically wanted to do this movie because we just wanted to talk about Pixar talk about movies Pixar. for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and unfortunately, most of them are good, so we can't really talk about bad
1: We can't crap movies. on Pixar. Nope.
0: Wally. Again, I didn't know anything about it. I. I was like, okay, there's a robot and it's. I mean, all I showed you was the the premise. The preview showed you the setup. It was They're like, yeah. here's this robot alone on Earth and giant piles of garbage and big abandoned, like, post-apocalyptic cityscapes. Yeah. That's it.
1: One thing I will give Pixar credit for, they never give anything away in the trailer. Sure.
0: <laughs> and I will argue this with whoever. Wally is not only one of, I'll say, because I'm not going to say definitively it is the best Pixar movie. But WALL-E is not only one of the best Pixar movies, one of the best kids' movies. WALL-E is one of the best science fiction movies made in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was a professor of film and I was teaching a class about science fiction and film, which I did take one of those in college and it was pretty cool. If I was teaching that class, WALL-E is one of the movies that I am showcasing. As a great example... Of science fiction, so I mean it's, it's an amazing film on its own. Let alone it being an animated film or a kids film or whatever. It's just a great film.
1: And one of the other impressive parts about Wally is how much fabulous storytelling it does with so little dialogue. That's also true.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm
1: always impressed when fabulous stories are told without dialogue. If you've been reading my tweets about House on or the haunting of Hill House on Netflix.
0: <laughs> so getting back to Cars 2. Cars 2 is definitely below our CARS line. Yeah. It is not as good as what you typically expect.
1: Where is of a Cars Pixar 3 movie. on your Cars line?
0: I have also not watched Cars 3 because I think anytime you've watched it with our children, I've been at work. Well. <laughs> but I imagine based on I mean it's probably around that same mark. I don't know if it's slightly above or below.
1: I think it might be better than the
0: Cars 1. Okay. And again, I'm not knocking CARS. As a Pixar movie, what I'm saying is, Cars is essentially the worst a the Pixar worst of movie the good could Pixar be. Movies. Yes, yeah. like Cars 2, you watch it and you're like, "This isn't good. This is, come on, Pixar. This is beneath you. Like this, this isn't up to your standards." Yeah. Cars is up to their standards, but barely. Yeah. And I do, I did enjoy Cars the first time I saw it. I mean, I like Owen Wilson. I thought the story was good. Again, it's kind of your typical. I mean, it honestly is like the color of money, not just yeah. because it has Paul Newman, <laughs> but like it is the the flashy hot shot,
1: that was probably young guy
0: with you know the the old timer, and I, there, I I'm sure there's tons of other movies that follow the exact same trope, that exact same formula. I can't think of any right now, but but Cars two they just so going back to your kind of question of what did this movie do well? Yeah, and you said that it kind of took what Cars one created with their friendship and then kind of tested it in the opposite direction. Yeah. I think the one, one thing I do like about this movie is it moved Lightning McQueen f- from being front and center the main character and it moved Mater into more of a main character mm-hmm. role. And it explored stuff from his perspective, which you kind of hinted at. You know, the, the change in perspective was certainly interesting. Yeah. I just wish, again, I almost want now to see, like, a comedy, like a Spies Like Us kind of man who knew too little kind of... They're too dumb to realize what's going on comedy from Pixar. It could be hilarious. It
1: could be hilarious. That's true. They don't
0: know that everyone thinks they're spies. And so, you know, they say one thing and they mean X and somebody else interprets it as Y and says Z and then they're like, oh, that," but it still is coherent. And there's just two, two different interpretations going on constantly. That would be funny and honestly i love pixar i think they could do something like that well it would be interesting to see them do more kind of genre bending um adaptations of what are typically adult themed you know movies yeah and kind of make them wacky animated versions you know because the thing about pixar that's great is typically their movies are quote-unquote kids family movies whatever you want to call them but they really hold up well for adults. Like, you watch a movie like Inside Out, and for the kids, they're just like, oh, yeah, the bright, sparkly colored emotions. Like, they have to... You know, they're they're very much on the surface of the plot. Yeah. And that's all they're following, and they're like, oh, you know, they have to get back to their home, and, like, I hope they make it back to their home, and, oh, they met this guy, and, oh, it's sad that he, you know, disappeared or whatever, right? Whereas adults are looking at it like... I have children, and they've gone through this, or they're going to go through this, and I went through this as a teen. Like, you connect on a whole different level, and, like, you know, it really tugs at your heart, I think, sometimes.
1: It does. So so they have announced recently that Pixar is supposedly going to kind of shy away from doing sequels. So obviously they have Toy Story 4 coming up, but I believe after that their plan is to kind of not do many more of those. <laughs>
0: um, Until Disney says, you're making eight more Toy Story movies because it's our most successful Pixar <laughs> franchise.
1: Yeah. And the the next one, um, so obviously Toy Story 4, and then after that is going to be Onward, about two elf brothers voiced by Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, trying to go see if there's still magic in the world. Okay. I I mean, I'm down. I'm down.
0: I'm sure it'll be amazing.
1: I mean, Pixar movies always have kind of, like, I'm really fond of Pixar movies. I didn't like them as much, um, like, with A Bug's Life. I just kind of felt like, eh. And then Toy Story, it was fine.
0: I feel like a lot of people might, with my idea of the line and where things are above or below the line, a lot of people might put A Bug's Life at that line, yeah. or like below it and be like, Oh, Bug Life's the worst one. No, it's not.
1: So I mean the story's fine. Yeah. It's great. I just feel like I think it's a product of its time and that the the animation not being as great as it is now right. really hinders it. Like even when you go back and try to watch Monsters Incorporated, like we with their kids, I we watched Monsters Incorporated and then we watched Monsters University, like back to back. It's almost unwatchable. Like It's not it's
0: unwatchable. The
1: the okay, comparing them side by side, it's like when we watched the Harry Potter whatever on DVD and then we watched the newer ones on Blu-ray, right. I was like this is terrible. Yeah,
0: okay. I <laughs> can't do this. You
1: need them all on Blu-ray. And just the the look of it just isn't as good. Sure. So, nostalgia-wise, I'm like, yeah, that's fine, but like if I go back and rewatch it, it just doesn't have that same kind of appeal to it, whereas when Finding Nemo came out, my mind was blown. Like, I was like, this can't be animated. Like, this? Mm-hmm. What?
0: No. See, the thing is, Pixar, starting with Toy Story, obviously, that was their first major film. And then they made Bugs Life, and then Monsters Inc. Right? And every I don't, time... I'm not positive on that word. I think that's right. Every time they really kind of tried to advance certain aspects of their animation.
1: Yeah, like like, Monsters, Inc. was a sheer force of will in let's animate hair.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> exactly. And I remember my mom being like, oh, my gosh, his hair on Sully. Like, I just wanted to reach out and pet him because it looked so fluffy and luscious and great. Yeah. And you're probably right. So, they focused on that and maybe the rest of it, they couldn't really do up to that same level. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I think Sully still... That's That like, part holds Andy's up.
1: face in the original Toy Story is a scary thing to Oh, hold. yeah, I mean... And, like, the dog. Like, yeah. Someone put a side-by-side post of the dog in Toy Story 1 versus, versus the cat in uh-huh. Toy Story 3. And it's like, the cat in Toy Story 3 looks real. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. For anyone who feels like these early Pixar movies, animation is terrible, I would just like to raise... I see that, and I raise you hoodwinked.
1: Terrible animation, but good story.
0: Um, really good story. But again, you want to talk about unwatchable? I remember the first time I saw that was like 15 years ago or whatever, yeah. 20 years ago. I was in high school and I was like, okay, this, and again, we were watching it on like old CRT television, you know, 32 inch or whatever. Like that's what we had. Looks, we didn't have high definition yeah. glass screen TVs back then.
1: We did actually watch Hoodwinked, which is also, I
0: think, on Stars not that long ago. And the animation is really awful. It's pretty bad, yeah. Like, nowadays, you get, like, syndicated, just mainstream, Saturday morning cartoon-level shows with no plot, with better animation than that had, just because that's how far we've come. Seriously,
1: though, don't let the animation in Hoodwink scare you away. It's actually pretty decent. I would
0: actually like to see them, like, redo it. Yeah. And I don't even think it would be that expensive, because it'd be like, oh... How much more expensive could it be than animating, like, four episodes of whatever, you know, kids show on Netflix? Yeah, whatever. Something like that. So.
1: We don't let our kids watch that.
0: Anyway. (laughs) So. Anything else about Cars 2? Oh,
1: it's just kind of a, you really just kind of tanked it there. (laughs) Whatever. Done. Um, So, for this one, I mean, obviously, we can't say don't watch it. Because it's still fine. Like, it's still a good movie
0: if you definitely. have kids definitely watch it the kids yeah. won't understand it unless they're old enough but they'll still probably enjoy it yeah just point to point out for example there are movies that kids will not watch like they don't understand and they don't care we <laughs> we tried to watch what is it Dudley Dudley do
1: rights we which like, i have a fond memory of like i watched it whenever it came out and i remember liking it mainly because i probably had a crush on
0: Brydon, you know, Fraser
1: Fraser fraser so i dig him Call me, Brandon.
0: That was a movie where...
1: What? Isn't it Brandon? Brendan. Call me.
0: <laughs> That's a movie where, again, it's a horrible movie. It's on our list of horrible movies to watch. We were like, hey, what if we could kill two birds with one stone, Watch, have family movie time, watch it with the kids, and also watch and realize how horrible it was so we could record and talk about how horrible it was later.
1: She would not watch it. Like, we got- ten,
0: ten minutes in, she's like... I'm not watching this I mean she didn't say that, but she just <laughs> she, got bored and she just she was whacked. like,
1: Can we watch something else? <laughs> yeah.
0: So that didn't happen with Cars Two. No. Your kids will enjoy it. That
1: was our other choice. That was our second choice. Yeah. It was gonna be Dudley totally Do Right and then it tanked and Cars Two it is.
0: So I mean, yeah, it's not a horrible movie. And obviously our ratings reflect that. Like fifty what is fifty seven percent on Metacritic yeah. is not even that bad. I mean, it's it's like a failing on an a scale, but it's as far as movies go, most mediocre movies are kind of around there and
1: honestly the most memorable part of this movie for me is the bit with mater pistachio and the and the cream. pistachio ice it's cream yeah. yeah like that's the only part of this movie that sticks out with me like until we kind of rewatched it i I'd, I'd really f- kind of forgotten what the plot was and like I was like, oh, it's like a spy movie, but I didn't remember the whole, like... I think like, the
0: other thing is this movie tried to have too many bad guys.
1: It did have the a race, lot. Because
0: in the race, he has the antagonistic race car he's against.
1: The Italian Which race is the card. same
0: as the first movie. Yeah. But then also we have, like, the mafia, Eastern, like, European mafia car. What
1: do they call them? The... It's the like Lemons. The, the Lemons, Yeah. yeah.
0: And then also, there's this secret nefarious leader of them who's like the James Bond villain, you know, that you only ever see in the shadows. You don't actually ever see his face until it's revealed who he is at the end. So, maybe in that respect, it's a lot easier if your kids are watching the Avengers, and it's like, yeah, Thanos, he's the bad guy. And they're like, okay, Thanos, oh, do they work for Thanos? Okay, cool, I know they're bad too. Whereas this was like, wait, this guy's a jerk, but he's not really a bad guy. And all these guys are bad guys. But where's the main bad guy? Hold on one
1: second. I'm just thinking about this.
0: Thanos is a bad guy? What?
1: Is (laughs) the spy storyline from Cars 2 the exact same as the villain storyline from Incredibles 2? You have the shadowy... Head of the, head villain who only appears in, like, silhouette on camera. Mm-hmm. Who has, like, a nefarious purpose to get rid of all superheroes. A.K.A. get rid of all advancements in fuel technology. Mm-hmm. In favor of the think, old way of no
0: superheroes. I think you're grasping at straws a little bit. You are right. But basically what you're saying is, hey, is there a trope where there's a bad guy who turns <laughs> out to actually be one of the people who was working with them, but they were really bad, but, like, were pretending to be Fine, their friends? Fine, that's a trope. Yes. Fine. Yes, that does happen in movies a lot. You win. You win. And, you know, it's for people like us, when we're watching it, we like to be like, oh, snap, I think he's going to be the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the sooner you can call it, the the better you feel about it. The better the, the king show. of the
1: show you are. That's right. Yes. So, so overall, it's a fine movie watching experience.
0: It's, yeah, it's but not a bad movie. You're it's not going to wish a good you movie. hadn't
1: watched it. You're just, like, it's fine to fill up your time.
0: If you have kids.
1: You're saying don't watch it if you're a grown up?
0: I mean, watch it once for closure if you liked the first one and you kind of like the characters. If you like Pixar movies, sure. just if you're a Pixar snob, then maybe not. I mean, well <laughs> if you're a Pixar snob, you've seen it. This movie came out like a million years ago. So let's be real. If you like Pixar movies, you've seen it. you don't we're not the pe- person you're not the person we're talking to, as far as whether or not to recommend watching it. But I'll stand by what I said earlier. This movie weirdly held up. Watching it again. Because I remember, I thought, oh, I remember this movie, it wasn't good. Like, this movie was weird. It's, ugh. Knock off James Bond that just doesn't work. But then after we watched it again, I was like, okay, this isn't so bad. In the same way that if you like James Bond, you might go back and watch one of the older, crappy James Bond films and be like, oh man, those are horrible. And then you rewatch it and you're like, yeah, it's not good, but I still had fun because I like James Bond, which I do.
1: You do. Speaking
0: of which, I think, are we going to watch a James Bond film this season? We might. I think at least one James Bond film qualifies. I believe so. We also have what we think otherwise is a pretty great lineup for season two, including franchises, unnecessary remakes, guilty pleasures. I'm not sure if that means your guilty pleasures or mine or both. Maybe some of both. And some definite Oscar winners in their... Horrible Razzie-nominated performances. Ooh, will does that be, mean we're watching Jupiter be. Ascending? I wish. Oh, is that not bad enough?
1: Oh no, it's bad oh, enough.
0: Okay. <laughs> but I save that for. I'm another... gonna save
1: my my treasure chest for that. That ticks all season. the boxes.
0: It, it was a wannabe franchise that didn't launch a franchise. Uh, definite guilty pleasure on your part, Love and it. some definite Oscar winner Razzie goodness,
1: indeed. Thanks for listening this week. As always, reach out to us on social media to let us know what you think and what you'd like us to review next. We do truly value your feedback. Join us for new episodes Tuesdays and catch up on all of season one available on your favorite podcast platforms.